Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. In this episode, I speak to Amy Woods, who is an expert in repurposing your content. We talk about Amy's new book that you can use to help you learn how to repurpose. And we, of course, also talk about allocating time and setting up your systems and taking the right decisions for your business specifically. So let's dive right in because Amy has so much to share with us. It's really great to have you on today. We're going to talk about repurposing with Amy. She is a repurposing expert. She's the founder of Content 10X, which is a niche creative agency which specializes in repurposing. And she's also the author of a book which, of course, focuses on the same subject. So would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself, Amy? Yeah, sure. So thanks for having me on. Um, As you said, I have a business content 10x. So we are first and foremost, a creative agency that uh, works with, um, well, business owners, uh, basically people who embrace content marketing, and whether they're a podcaster, video creator, blogger, we work with them to help them turn one piece of content into lots of content so we repurpose content so that's what we do as an agency and then I also have my book like you said so that came out last year so I can now say author as well which is nice Um, I'm a podcaster now like yourself so I have a podcast as well about content repurposing so there's a theme here (laughs) Um, I'm a speaker too so I like to speak on stages around the world about the the topic of getting the most value from the content that you create. Um, yeah, and that's me. I live in Manchester in the UK. Excellent. That's great. I, I really liked, I remember meeting you at the Upreneur Summit. I think it was a couple of years ago now. And I was so excited to meet you because, you know, I, I focus on creating quality content, but repurposing is something that everybody needs help with Mm. and I think that is such a great idea to come up with um, as an agency you know where where did that come from how did you think about it well I I came up with the idea because I was um, I was repurposing my content so I was trying to work out, I suppose going back, my background is management consultancy. And I, I spent 13 years as a management consultant. And my, I guess my speciality was change management, worked in mergers and acquisitions. But mm-hmm. um, you all, all the time, all you're doing as a management consultant is um, looking at processes, improving processes, streamlining things, making them efficient, you know, for the clients things like that so when I started um to break away from the corporate world and I started to work in uh for myself and started to create content I I really wanted to I suppose build in efficiency to what I was doing so I appreciated 
that you needed to create really good value add content but then you know it felt like okay you do that but then you're under pressure to be on facebook be on instagram go live be on youtube have a podcast this that and the other and like what could you do to you know try and have systems and processes to make content go further and be in all those places and i heard i remember hearing um I think it's Shailene Johnson from memory talking to somebody like maybe Pat Flynn on his podcast about how, what she did. She was saying, Oh, we do this Facebook live and it turns into this, that and the other. And then I heard other people talk about it. So I started going down the route of doing a lot of repurposing and realized I was juggling freelancers, had a copywriter, graphic designer, um, somebody helping with uh, social, just different people helping with different things. And I realized that that was a service in its own right. You know, like people don't have the time to juggle lots of different skill sets and lots of different people, but they want all of this done for them if they have the budget. Um, so that's when I guess I thought, okay, business right there, niche speciality, um, people who create content, but then want somebody to help them get the most out of that content. So yeah, that, you know, it was, I guess it was solving my own problem because I thought um, I would love that. So let's, let's solve the problem for other people as well. And I did lots of research and um, spoke to our mutual friend, Chris Ducker about it and, and people he introduced me to. And I got enough confirmation of if you did that service i'd i'd want it so i thought right okay let's go with this excellent well yes i want it <laughs> we all do we all do it's uh it's one of those things of course the more you value your message and your content the more you want to get it out there and it can be it is always hard because there's always a very sharp learning curve because you may take to one platform but, you know, maybe you can take to social media, but video is going to be hard. And then, mm. you know, there's so many different formats today. So I know you have a solution for this in the form of a book. <laughs> <laughs> so those of us who still want to, you know, um, maybe try to have a repurposing plan by ourselves, we can, we can dip into your book, which is called Content 10X. And I really love the way you open the book and you say, hey, you don't have to read this cover to cover. You can actually go in and you can actually use this as a handbook, as something to dip into, you know, and, you know, leave your notes in it when you read through it because you are still going to read it cover to cover because <laughs> it's so interesting once you get into it. Um, so how do you recommend people use it? I know that it's broken down in a different um, it's broken down in the different mediums, so the different types of repurposing. So how, how do you suggest we actually use the book? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it kind of starts with setting the scene of just really confirming what content repurposing is and, and the value of it and things like that. So once you get past the, the scene setting, it really gets into the, the detail. And I think then um, it's really about what content do you create? And then therefore what chapters would interest you? Um, but also what situations are you in as well? So um, some of it is to do with the episodic content people may create, like when you create regular live streams, regular blog posts, regular podcasts, videos. Some of it's about more kind of one-off. Um, so if you're going to an event, 
and you've invested time and money going to an event, how could you repurpose your your time at an event? Um, and, and that kind of thing. So it's really about, you know, what, what am I about to do? I'm about to go to an event. Let's go to the chapter on repurposing live events and see how I can get the most out of it. There's also, you know, a chapter on hosting an event or a workshop or seminars and things like that. So really the idea is, Either go to the sections that you currently create content in and discover how you could make more from it. Or if you're trying to decide what to create, then do it as research and see, okay, if I was going to go down the avenue of live streams, how would I get the most value from it? Read that chapter and, and, and see if you can imagine yourself doing that and get excited about the possibilities. So it's, it's a bit of research, a bit of probably for some people confirming some of what they're already doing, but then new and different ideas to add on top as well. Um, and then it also covers the systems and processes. So there's definitely an art and a science to it all. So there's all the you know different types of content and all the different things that you can do. But then it moves into more, what are the systems and processes? Where can you go to get help? Um, what kind of help can you get at different budgets from free to, to paid help um, and also it covers mistakes that you should try and avoid um, different pitfalls that I know you know people have experienced before and how you can overcome them as well so it kind of ends with more of okay here's the processes here's the systems and here's some kind of do's and don'ts across the board um, to, to really help people get into their the mindset of repurposing so that you don't just do it one off occasionally, but that you actually truly commit to being a regular, you know, kind of repurposer and you start seeing, seeing content differently from that day forward. Indeed. And I'm so happy that you mentioned the systems because it can be really hard in spite of maybe having all the content ideas and also then understanding, even with the help of the book, what different formats you want to use it's still difficult to stick to it without the systems so do you share systems that you use in your agency um how, how did you come up with those yeah i mean i do so i think it's it's one of those things where it really depends what resources are available to you so i guess i'm acutely aware that um in my business you know i have um, copywriters, graphic designers and video editors, audio podcast editors, um, social media publishers, specialists, people who can research things for us as well and, and you know overall editorial and publishing team. Not everyone has that you know that, that that's like a combined um, bunch of different skill sets and people to deliver a service. So you know what are the systems and processes we have? I'm fortunate that it you know, it kind of combines a lot of different skills. So I try to look at it in the book more from, um, yes, if you have those skills available to you in your team or business, but also I really do help focus as well on what about if you're just starting out? You know, what about if you are trying to take it one step at a time? You don't have a huge team. You don't have a huge budget. So I do focus on that. Um, and my, my main message there really is to take things um, one step at a time and to not try and get too carried away with doing everything at once, but more 
try and just build in some rigor with a new step and do that regularly until you're comfortable with it and then start to add new steps on. Um, but as you know, and then I share, okay, what about if you start to work with um, a, a team hiring in house, working with a VA or freelancer, and then what about more of a team and things like that? So try and look at it from the different viewpoints, but um, I share the tools that we use, things like Trello, um, which is my go-to uh, project management. What, what, what's your preference? Asana, Trello, Basecamp? Do you do you have a, a preference? Um, I, I use Asana myself, but do I think I've used Basecamp and also Trello in the past. Yeah, <laughs> they're all very similar, aren't they? So, I, you know, I share things like, you know, if you use tools like that, that's when you can really start to turn it into a system and a process that, um, you have a, you know have a method for it that you can repeatedly follow um, and, and, and you know and other tools that we use that are um, free you know like low cost free tools for things like um, you know creating graphics for helping you find you know hashtags when you're publishing content to all that kind of thing so um, yeah I'm really trying to make sure that I'm looking at it from not just okay what do we do but what do we really recommend a um, DIY and and everything in between do as well. Excellent. So you know it can be quite hard though in the beginning because you can get people who maybe are not ready to outsource. They want to do most of it themselves. Maybe they have a VA. Um, but we we already see these influencers who are doing so much. So sometimes I think they can be quite a big gap between where we would like to be. Uh, which is everywhere <laughs> and and what we realistically can actually achieve with the resources we have um, do you have any advice you know to help people actually gauge um, how far their resources can actually go well I think that you um, you need to set aside a certain amount of time each week for creating your content and I think that you need to focus and, and you'll you'll love this because i know it's what you're all about as well but really focus on quality you know really it's not a quantity game when it comes to more of a longer form type content so i think that you should start with just working out what is your what would you be comfortable um creating regularly in as a longer form content by longer form i just mean not your bite-sized facebook post instagram post tweet but your longer form content like a blog post a podcast episode a video um a live stream maybe a weekly live show but the longer form content so mm -hmm. i think working out what what would you be comfortable with what would you be able to be consistent with and what do you think you can repeatedly create something of quality with and really focus on quality first and foremost and then allow how and then how much time you know are you going to be able to put to that let's say on a weekly basis and being realistic and really try not to compare yourself to um you know Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like that because <laughs> you have to remember that he is not the person doing all of that, you know, creating all, I don't follow Gary, but when I used to, um, you know, the amount of Instagram videos and the amount of this yeah. and the amount of that, of course, he's got a massive team of, of interns just following him around and um, all sorts of people. So you can't compare yourself to people like that. But um, so, you know, not to get wrapped up in comparison, but more think realistically, especially if we're talking about, you know, business business owners, 
um, realistically, how much time do I have? Bearing in mind that there are other things in the business that I need to be doing, like you know, serving my clients or the other the, the revenue, the direct revenue generating aspects of the business. So, how much time can you spend on it? And then. Um, also, when you think about, okay, so how much time should I spend repurposing? I think you have to just see them as, as the same thing in terms of it's all content creation. Um, it's not that repurposing should be really viewed differently. So how much time overall do I have to spend on content really? And then what proportion of that is the original and what proportion of that is the repurposing? And I think that if you have a really good system in place for repurposing a good quality con piece of content, then you'll, from your repurposed content, you start to hit tick the boxes of the places that you then want to be. Because you want to be on uh, Facebook, you want to be on Instagram, you want to be tweeting, let's say. Um, and you're scratching your head wondering, well, what will I tweet about tomorrow? What will I put on Facebook next week? What will I, you won't wonder because it will all come from the original piece that you created. So it's, you know, it's it's efficiently saving time and thought process of what's the next tweet, what's the next Facebook post. So after you've created your really great core original quality content, those next pieces that come from it will be quality, you know, because qual you know, quality comes from quality. If you've just written a great piece with some great tips, to then extract that into some tweets and some you know, just making it up, but whatever platforms you're on, a LinkedIn post, tweets and, a, and an Instagram post, it's going to be based off the wonderful, you know, time, effort and research that you put into the original piece. So that's going to be quality too. And you are then going to start hitting those platforms. And the great thing about it is ultimately, if on social, we want people to consume our longer form content to get that quality and to then hopefully want to know more about what we do as a business because you know that you've grown, brought people over with that no like trust through them really liking your content all the content that you're putting out there leads to the long form the long form hopefully will ultimately result in leads and conversions so there's the whole process there if it's not just splattering out a tweet and splattering out an instagram comment or something it follows through to a bigger piece which hasn't has a method behind it so I think like in terms of, you know, resources available and how far can you make things go and things like that. I think it's it, as long as you focus on quality, as long as you um, know where your audience are and know what, where, you know, where they hang out and you aren't just going to create content for content's sake, but you know, okay, I want to create quality content and then I want to solve the problem I have of wanting to post on LinkedIn and tweet, then just combine processes that cover all, all of them whilst having a really set rigid amount of time each week that you'll spend on content overall and proportion that out, how much will be repurposing and how much will be the original piece and see them all as one, but it's just where you allocate your time. And you know what that might be? It might be that you put a new piece of long form content out every two weeks and you have six hours a week on content. So one week you spend six hours on that wonderful blog post and the next week you spend six hours repurposing that wonderful blog post and a new blog post comes out every two weeks, if you know what I mean. So um, it's not about, you know, being the consistency needs to fit in both creation of core original and creation of repurposing content as well. So, you know, just to, to not really 
put like kind of pressurize yourself to have something every week or have a, a podcast episode twice a week if you're not finding any time to repurpose then you need to review your schedule and build that into the into the process wow that's amazing and as a management consultant uh, ex-management consultant but of course uh, current manager of content 10x you would you be able to give us you know a good indication of what percentage of your time because you know you you mentioned the kind of the battle between between activities that actually create direct income and activities like content that are considered to not create direct income although in a way they do and because often that's where a lot of the leads come from so how do you how do you recommend going in terms of percentages um do you mean from like a business activity like how much um yeah, so let's say you're a solopreneur or maybe a solopreneur with a, a VA or, you know, um, and you're growing uh, an online business. What percentage of your time should you be spending on actually creating content? Oh, it's a really challenging question, that, because um, I think it really does depend on what results that you're seeing from the content as well, doesn't it? Because, yes. um, you know, for, for some businesses, they may be thriving on referrals, um, you know, referrals all the time and things like that. And, and so we may not necessarily be seeing an awful lot coming through from the content, but still want to be content marketing. And then some businesses where everything comes from the content, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I guess it depends whether you, you know, are you product based, are you service based and do you have, um, you, know, you know, are you looking for sheer really high volume of, of, traffic and really high volume of clients you know is it a one to many 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 um products or service that you have or is it really high uh, higher priced lower um clients you know you could run a really thriving business on you know 10 clients or something like that that pay a higher price versus thousands of widgets a, a month or a week or day or, or millions so I, I kind of find that a bit tricky because i know people who run businesses where as the business owner um they're maybe honestly spending about um i don't know like 30 or 40 percent of their time on creating content because the content is what um brings in their clients so it sounds like a lot but then they see the direct return and then i know other people who maybe spend you know more like about five percent five five percent or so of time creating content and they're really still enhancing the brand but then a lot of their leads and conversions come from many different places you know as well as the content so um i'm trying to think if i could answer that question for me like how much time um like what percentage in a week do i personally spend on content um i'd probably say maybe i spend about um maybe about uh, 10% of my time in a week on content. How about yourself? I'd say it's probably closer to 20%. Mm. Um, but that usually includes also some form of preparation for launch content. So it's not all the weekly stuff. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I mean, it, I mean, it's a funny one for me because I mean, because we create content, I, I could say I spend 100% of the time almost on content, but mm -hmm. um, but obviously, like, we're creating content for clients and things like that. But, um, yeah, like, inter 
divorcing myself from internal content like you know today we've been devising new ideas for new opt-ins and um new ideas for for things that we can do like website content but uh, say on the podcast um i try to batch up i suppose but then we you know we turn it into pod blog posts and social content and things like that so yeah i still think yeah probably about 10 some weeks it'll be 20% and the next week it's 5% because we kind of go up and down with batch and then a bit low batch and a bit low. Um, and you all, you know, and it's not really counting sprinkling in, spending a little bit of time on um, some of the platforms, just engaging with people as well, which isn't quite the same thing, is it? But still. Indeed. And I think it's a, it's a great thing to hear for our listeners that, you know, in spite of all the systems and, you know, the fact that we know what we're doing and everything is planned and there is a clear strategy, you can still fluctuate the amount of time and the requirements. It's perfectly normal for things to just change week on week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just it's life, isn't it? I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I've got to kind of really... Um, you know, work differently in the few weeks leading up to being on vacation for a week. And um, then you'll go to events and things like that, or you'll see a crunch time coming up in the business if you're launching something or something like that. So you, every, everything then fluctuates, doesn't it? And you have to get ahead. Um, sometimes you have to let things go on the back burner and deprioritize them for a couple of weeks. And so there's the ups and the downs, despite the best systems and processes in the world. <laughs> indeed 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 and it's it's great to hear that you know the behind the scenes is never as perfect as the plan on paper it never yeah, quite no. works out like that <laughs> if only <laughs> <laughs> if only it would um, but of course it can work out a lot much smoother um, when you outsource to an agency like content and x <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you very much for for answering all these questions, Amy. It's been really, really, uh, really interesting to hear you talk about all the systems and the way the way everything falls together. Um, could you tell our audience where they can find you? Yeah, it's it's just as simple really as to just go to content10x.com. Um, if you go there, there's you know links to everything, but also we're at content 10x on all of the social media platforms as well lucky to get that so um the website or or chat with me on social as well that would be great excellent and if you want to get hold of amy's book it's actually on the website and it's got a nifty little button which i loved that mm -hmm. when you when you pop it when you click on the book it actually pops up where you want to buy it from and you can just go to your favorite bookstore and it's really smooth i love that oh thank you really appreciate that <laughs> It's very smart. So thank you so much for being with us, Amy. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback or a question, Leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.